Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. And we're live. Welcome, guys. Hey. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You guys doing anything fun? Uh, it snowed in Utah. It did so, snow. It got cold wonderful. all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah no fine. snow. No snow in North Carolina, huh? No snow. It, it's been like weird. true fall weather, though. That's That's been nice. It's a beautiful time of the year. Nice. Mm. Yeah, my wife told me this morning, she's like, she goes, yeah, we actually get a fall here, whereas in Utah it went from summer to like pre-winter. True. Yeah, yeah that's true. And I saw some of your pictures two of the changing leaves. Yeah, they were nice, yeah. weren't they? So you called it uh, leaf peeping, I think leaf is your, peeping. Your, your, That's right. Term That's like an official term out here. They call it leaf right. peeping. Okay, old man. Got it. I thought it was weird, too. Um, but no, people seem to know it is that. But yeah, in last week's podcast, we talked about how I had big plans to go leaf peeping. Um, but we did. We went for a drive. And, you know, the colors were spectacular. I think I gave age to like my retirement age overnight while we were looking at these leaves, but it was wonderful. That's good. That's good for the soul. Yeah. You didn't land on any like registries or lists, offender lists for peeping, did you? <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> the so. Peeping but um, if ever you're on the East Coast, the Blue Ridge Parkway is quite stunning. <laughs> it's a national park. It's this really long road that goes between a lot of states. I bet it's full of peepers. Yeah, there was a lot of leaf peepers out. Great yeah, time Matt, you do anything? No. <laughs> Nothing My at all. My anniversary's right. tomorrow. Hey, 24, happy anniversary. 24 happy years of wedded bliss. That's, That's right. great. I can't believe you've been married 24 years. I know. Can you believe that? I don't even think you well, guys are that she, old yet. Uh, since she doesn't listen to this, go ahead and tell her happy anniversary for us. Happy anniversary. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thanks for sticking it out cool. for 24 years with me. 24 years with Matt. Oof. Can you That's believe amazing. that? What a lady. What a lady. <laughs> what a patient well, you lady. You guys got sure. married near a really good time of year. Um, oh, so yeah. what holiday is coming up, guys? A Ooh. week from our anniversary is always Halloween. Always, nice. always Halloween. Always. Like One week. That. All Hallows Eve. Beautiful. All Hallows Eve. Yeah. Hopefully everyone who listens to our podcast has heard of Halloween, but if Maybe. you haven't and you're new here, um, we're going to tell you all about Halloween today. Nice. Yeah. Love Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Halloween's great. So, Brandon, do you have any Halloween traditions? Oh, my goodness. So, for the longest time, I was a Halloween Scrooge, I guess you could say. I'll, I'll admit that. Until I started, we had some kids, and now I'm back into it. I'm all in. I love it. But for a while, I just uh, just wasn't wasn't all about it. So I think traditions kind of didn't get started. I mean, now we go to, like, pumpkin patches. We, we look for fun food, activities for the kids, look forward to trick-or-treating. But uh, I wouldn't say anything that dates back to the early days of Brandon, so... Matt, what you about when you were a kid? What what did you do? Did you look forward we'd to Halloween? Did you go trick or treating? Did you do any yeah, of that in, stuff? In Michigan, we'd go trick or treat in our small neighborhood. We we 
we do really well, but half the time we were in winter coats because it's Michigan in October. And so it wasn't like it was a full-out tradition. We'd go to, like, apple orchards and get some apple cider donuts. That that was probably my favorite That part. sounds delicious. Oh, so yeah, good. It actually does so sound many, good. So many of them out there. So, yeah, there's some tradition to it. I don't know, Matt. Did you do anything? Yeah, always. Halloween has always been and has always been my favorite holiday. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. More so than anything else. Christmas, Independence Day, you know, those are probably second and third for me. But Halloween is is the best ever. Love it. From early on, we just always had there was it seemed like there was always some festival somewhere with games and some fall festival around Halloween with costumes and all that stuff, bobbing for Maybe apples. Some, uh, animal sacrifices. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, a few animal yeah. sacrifices up at Kay's Cross, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. You know, I, I am partial to bobbing for apples. I bet you are, you would. Bob. You would, which we'll talk yeah. about a little bit later, right? I mean, we'll, we'll, Yeah, I think that's going to come up. Like, where the heck did that come from? We'll talk about that. Yeah, well, well Bob, Matt, what were, your, like what you, were your traditions, Bob? Well, growing up on Little Beaver Dam Road, trick-or-treating, um, there was a <laughs> lot of room between houses. So, like, we would just drive from house to house and then get out and run up to the doorstep. And you didn't ride your horses from house to we house? We didn't ride our horses. Oh, okay. um, you know, we just we took the Ford Taurus up and down the street. Classic sedan. Classic. One thing I remember as a kid, like there was a lot of older people in my town. And so there was a lot of like homemade treats. So like caramel apples, um, caramel popcorn balls. um, Razor blades. Razor blades. (laughs) Yeah. um, Lots of just like that wholesome good stuff. Um, I don't remember getting the full size candy bars. I don't remember, you know, the cans of soda. But. Probably the the Halloween I remember the most from my childhood is for some reason my mom had dressed me up as what I think was Raggedy Ann. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I remember that. I stuff. just remember, I remember those I'm running from the car because, like I said, we had to drive, and everyone's driveways were super <laughs> long. And my mom didn't want to like pull all the way up the driveway because then she'd have to deal with how am I going to turn around with all these other people. So we'd have to run up from the bottom of this driveway. And one of the ladies, Therina Simmons, probably remembers this, but my dress fell off while I was running to the house. <laughs> Hate it when that happens. And I'm like yeah, trying to pull yeah. it back on, and she was laughing so hard. Um, I think she gave me some extra treats. Wow. Nice. This is one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm why? So I don't even know how old I was. I had to have been fairly young, but why I was like dressed 32, up as a 33, girl something like at that. that age. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was fun. But um, since I you know, grew up, I think Halloween became more of a fun holiday for me, even before I had kids, because I just got into the, you know, wearing your costume to work and stuff like that. And so I've, I've had some pretty epic Halloween costumes that I've worn to work. Yeah, I got to contrast that with one of my worst memories from Halloween. Okay, my mom. All right. So we were kind of we weren't well off. All right, we didn't have a lot of money, and uh, my mom would homemade these clown costumes. Okay, uh, for like five clown, of us clown costumes. Clowns. Yeah. Ooh. So every year for like awesome. I don't know 
five or six years, we were the same thing every year. We were clowns. <laughs> and so everybody knew, you know, the Parkers. Oh, here come the Parkers. They're all dressed as clowns. Parker clowns and then, are coming. And then ahead, ahead of that, my mom would call all of our neighbors and be like, I don't want my kids to have all the sugar. So if you guys can do something special for them. No. I kid you not. I kid no. you not. So what, that is we so would go mean. to their house fully expecting some, some um, treats. And we would get, you know, an uh, orange or an apple. Oh, you know? the betrayal. Oh, I know. No. For like six years. Until we got smart enough to figure out, you know what? We're just going to kind of ditch the Parker clan. And we're going to go <laughs> kind of on our own into some oh, other streets man. and get some real treats. Still anyway. in your clown costume? Still in my clown costume. Yeah. Now, did your clown costume have a red <laughs> balloon? No, no balloons. No, it wasn't like it. Now, were these like fun clowns or scary clowns? Well, I think all clowns are scary, so I'm going to go with scary. Other, are there pictures right. of this? <laughs> so what we need be. to do, I, I think we need to post pictures of some of these things that we're talking about. Because my favorite Halloween costume that I've worn is with you two as the, the ladies of the Swan ah, Lake. That was good. Ballet. It was uh, good. We, we, may, we turned some heads at work in that one. Yeah. I think we did really well. We'll have to post Swan some pictures Lake of that. Park. So those of you yeah. listening, we should uh, we should have a little post your your favorite or, or maybe least favorite costumes on our Facebook page once we post this episode. That'd be fun to see. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds yeah. like we we all somewhat like Halloween. Um, Matt and I more so than Brandon, but um, yeah. So I, I love this time of year. So Halloween, though, if you think about it, is kind of a weird holiday. You know, we dress up, we go to strangers' houses, they give us candy, um, you do bobbing for apples. So, how did it all start? Well, let's let's take a little trip back in time and across the pond, shall we? Okay. So, this uh, stems all the way back, uh, and some would argue even further, but, but the, the main story here dates back to the ancient Celtic people. About 2,000 years ago, people, uh, guys, what do you think of that? Back in the uh, Ireland, United Kingdom, northern France area. That's a ways back. That is a ways back. So we're talking centuries and centuries, millennium, way back in the day. And the, the festival back then, uh, I'll pronounce it here, Soin is how it's pronounced, spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. So 2,000 years ago, they had a festival to mark the end of summer. And the harvest, the beginning, of, uh, and the harvest, actually the end of the harvest as well, and the beginning of the dark, cold winter that was often associated with human death. <laughs> so it's as it if they cold. were. So they're preparing themselves for a long, cold, dark winter. And so the night before this, which happened to be their new year as well, uh, the boundary between worlds of the living and dead became blurred. And so that, that was this festival they would, uh, they would uh, celebrate. Often celebrated the very end of October. The ghosts of the dead return to earth. They would also believe that many of the priests would be able to look into the future and predict things that would happen during this dark, terrible winter. They would often try and be optimistic during those predictions. But they they believed that during this time when the the ghosts would visit and and the, the worlds would open up, they'd be able to do that a little bit easier. The druids, they called those those priests. 
that's pretty cool. So it's got some sources there. Now, to commemorate this event, these priests would build huge bonfires where the people would come and, and burn things like crops, animals, and uh, sacrifice things to these deities so yeah. that they would be able to survive. Burn this garbage. Winter. Exactly. Yeah, you got to burn some stuff to, to appease the gods so they can make it through the winter. So they often would wear costumes. Now, we wear costumes that you buy at Walmart and Costco or maybe homemade clown suits homemade clowns. like the Parkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. These guys were wearing animal heads and skins. That's it's a little gross. different. A little different. Yeah. And uh, again, they had the fires, and they wanted to protect themselves for the upcoming winter. was was really the whole purpose. Of yeah, this one type of the of things the festival. I read, and this is how bats became associated with Halloween. Bats. But because the fire was so hot, it would attract bugs, which then bats would be drawn to get the bugs. And so, these images of bats swirling around the fires and stuff like that—that's where that came from. Yeah, yeah, I also thought the the jack o' lantern thing was interesting. I read read something about the jack o' lanterns being brought over by the Irish immigrants. You know, they, after the potato they would, famines. They, yeah, they would they would carve in their turnips and you know whatever uh, faces, and they they kind of brought that tradition over for uh, for jack o' lanterns. That's where we get those interesting yeah, stuff. Got to thank the Irish for a lot of this. Yeah, of course we do. Irish yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, Irish when you spring. talk about you talk about this back to the Celtics and things. But does Halloween remind you of another holiday from our people south of the border? Yes, the Day of the Dead, Dia's, right? Dia's, yeah, the Day, Day of the Muertos. Dead, De los Muertos. Or yeah. <laughs> my Spanish is not really good. Um, yeah, stick with the English with version. North Carolinian yeah. accent there. That was yeah. Good. <laughs> Yeah, that's how we nice. say it here. Um, <laughs> but they also believe that at the end of the harvest, end of summer, like the beginning of fall, winter, that there's the lining between dead and alive gets very thin and that their relatives are able to come and visit them um, from time. Now, the way that they celebrate is, I think, rad. I think it's pretty cool. They yeah. they get they get really weird or, or comfortable. I think I think is the better word. They're just super comfortable with the idea of com, uh, communing with those who have passed on to the other side and and remembering those who have passed on. I, I think it's I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, now the theirs goes back also thousands of years. Um, but interesting, like I hadn't really heard of um, the Day of the Dead from the Mexican holiday until probably in the last five, six years, and that's when Disney came. Disney Pixar came out with a movie, um, Coco. Coco, yeah. And it's a great movie, if you haven't seen it. Um, but it's about this young boy, and he's telling all about this holiday and, and stuff. And so I learned a lot about it. But um, interesting, it, they didn't really celebrate it like big and grandstand until after so you know disney came out with that movie also one of the bond films had shown a parade in mexico city mexico city didn't start having the day of the dead parade until after that movie and they're like oh that's a great idea you know so now they have a day of the (laughs) dead parade um i believe it started in 2016 
And the movie was in 2015. Really? Where this supposed parade was happening. That was a cool-looking parade in that movie, too. I, I like that one. Yeah. That's pretty neat. So we've got the uh, Latin American versions. We've got Irish putting their stamp on it. That's kind of where, where most of the, the history comes from, the Romans. Yeah, let's talk about some of the traditions, where the, uh, some of the traditions that we know today where they came from. So you're, you're, why don't you tackle trick-or-treating? Uh, there, yeah. Matt. Yeah, so uh, the article that I read, let's, I, let's give it uh, its due here, the history.com article. That's a good one. I think is uh, I the history of trick-or-treating. History. Yeah. Well, you'd think so, right? History.com. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't really know what they're talking about. They but Stop it. Yeah. You know, they were saying in the late 1800s, uh, there was a move in America to um, mold Halloween into, a, uh, into an actual holiday, which still, by the way, hasn't happened. I don't know if we touched on that yet or not, but it's not a federal holiday. Maybe we can mention that, which is you know, tragic. a tragedy, it's but tragic. That's our, uh, that's our, you know, it might be a conspiracy there. What kind of movement. Might be. Can be yeah. Because out of holidays, and I'm putting it in quotation since it's not an official holiday, Halloween is the second most popular holiday in America. Lucrative, I believe, is on top of that, right? It's the yeah, second, also very second, lucrative. Second highest money maker behind Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, we're not getting a day off from work or paid, and our banks are not closed on Halloween. Lame. What's up with that? Tragic. I don't know, Tragic. but they've been trying to make it a holiday for year for since the eighteen hundreds, right? So that's where this trick or treating came from, right? People were people were partying. They were having all sorts of uh you know, kind of a push to have parties and neighborhood uh, crafts and all this stuff. Well, kids started going from house to house, right? Uh, and people would invite them in and, you know, because they didn't want to be kind of the target of the tricks. So they would give these kids treats to avoid being the target of their tricks. And I kind of think we should go back to that, right? <laughs> I feel like... I feel like... The kids, if they get stiffed by the house that doesn't decorate or whatever, or they turn off their lights or whatever, I feel like those should be the houses that we target for tricks. Kind of like they used give, to do. Yeah. Uh, you give these TikTok kids any more ideas, I'm sure they'll come up with something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they anyway, hide pods. Let's go back to that's our roots. In a, that's interesting. Yeah, get back they, to more trick, less treat. It's such a fun little saying that we have small children say on the doorsteps of our neighbors but it has roots in actual trick <laughs> trickery and and vandalism yep and yeah, my grandma yeah. um bless her soul she was she was born on halloween so she was a witch but she really loved pulling that. tricks on halloween and probably my favorite one she ever did because she didn't pull it on me she pulled it on my siblings but she took little cocktail onions and she then dipped them in candy chocolate. And so they're like these little balls of chocolate and she wrapped them up and everything. And she gave them to my brothers. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Best <laughs> trick ever. Terrible. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's so the roots of trick or treating. 
Yeah, there's it's the roots, baby. There's some major, some major reasons there, and we continue the tradition today. And Matt wants to bring back the anarchy. He wants the the people to take back the power. And and yeah, let's do it. Less <laughs> okay. treats, more tricks. That's what I'm all about. Fear running amok, 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 amok. Yeah, before World yeah. War Two, it was a lot more of a tricksters' holiday than, than big treats. And during the Great Depression, you know, when sugar was rationed and everything, you know, they mm-hmm. didn't have treats to give out. So I guess instead, go knock over somebody's cows or paint in their barn. <laughs> Especially up in Beaver Dam. Yeah. And then what it's evolved into, of course, uh, follow the money, right? With any conspiracy or or true uh, true intentions here. I mean, over a quarter of the candy purchased in the United States happens for Halloween for the whole year. So I think it was close to 30% of the candy purchased throughout the year. That's incredible. For this holiday. Yeah, billions are spent on candy. For Halloween, and, and that's wow. just in the that's just in the the Bobby household. Let alone the, the <laughs> that's rest right. of us. Yeah, that's your candy budget. Well, I always feel like when I go to Costco and I'm getting ready to get candy for Halloween that like I need to be prepared. I don't, I don't want to run out of candy, and so I end up buying stuff, and I probably overbuy the candy at Costco because like they're pretty big bags that they've got they're there, big. and I usually walk out with like six to ten bags so what what's the tier one grade a candy that you're looking for on halloween when you trick-or-treat always the full-size bars okay anyone in particular i like the almond joy you're an almond joy guy okay okay yeah i'm looking for i'm looking for kit kats yeah i'd love it if they were full size for sure kit kats gross kit kats Give me some yeah, the neighborhood we just moved from, bar. there was a lot of houses that gave out full-size candy bars. Ooh. How do you guys do for, for kids coming around on Halloween? Is there a lot that, so, that uh, go to your house? Yeah, that's a good, good number. Yeah. Yeah, number. so I don't know how my new neighborhood is since we just moved, but my last neighborhood, we would close the gates to the community and only let trick-or-treaters come in and we'd invite the entire county. And I think we counted like five or six hundred trick trick or treaters. Wow, um, that's yeah, crazy! Like chaos in the streets, but all the houses would like host like little games and stuff, or build Holy a spook cow. alley. Um, we did an outdoor haunted movie, and so it was like just this huge party. That's, that's awesome. nice. We get twenty to thirty. Oh, okay, well, that's lame. That's it. It's pretty lame. We probably get a hundred. I think it's a pretty good amount. Nothing like that. Yeah. So our new neighborhood, I, there's quite a few kids here, but on the the Facebook, there's the the Bedford After Dark, which is more for the adults. But a lot of the neighbors have garage bars, and so people are yeah. opening up their garage bars for Halloween. <laughs> And nice. so there's this whole list of all these houses that are opening up their bars and you know, like to encourage socialization. Holy so cow. it'll Time be interesting. Move, yeah. I mean, people are super social out here in the South. So a little That's bit great. more than I'm used to. Um, they'll just be walking down the street and people are like, Hey, you want to come in for a beer? 
And it's like, well, not really, but that's Southern hospitality, brother. Yeah, that's crazy. That that maybe kick back a couple, uh, a couple drinks. Maybe Bob, Bob for some uh, apples there. Maybe (laughs) Maybe. like I see that cart around on your head. Do you want to come watch the games with me? Wow. All right. Depends on who you're rooting for, but maybe I'll be over. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Friendly. That's right. great. That's great for trick or treating. So I mentioned bobbing for apples. That's another one that we could talk about. Yeah. Have you guys done that before or recently? Maybe I not during recently. COVID. <laughs> I haven't yeah. done. It. I don't think anybody should do it since COVID. But yeah, I you, you kind think, of agree. Think, it's kind of gross. Uh, even pre-COVID, I, I was a little skeptical of that. So yeah. There are some roots here. So back, again, we're going 2,000 years back. The Roman Empire were conquerors of the Celtic people at one time. And so they they took their traditions that they saw and combined them with some of their own. So the first day uh, of of this harvest for the Romans, they had things that they liked to celebrate. They traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead as well. And so there was a day that they would celebrate uh, the goddess Pomona, the goddess of fruit and trees. Now, the symbol of this god, Pomona, is the apple, and it was incorporated almost by force, not, not necessarily bobbing for apples, but this, this god and this festival was combined with the Celtic traditions, and they, they believe that's where the tradition of bobbing for apples came from, was in celebration of the, of the Roman goddess Pomona. Nice. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. However, it does not change the fact that you have little kids with snotty noses and spitty faces <laughs> dunking their heads in for minutes at a time, trying to All sink their teeth their mouths on the same apples into a pesticide bath of apples. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. Yeah, well, maybe if you think we're <laughs> off base on that. Leave, leave leave us some hate in the comments if you think if you want to defend bobbing for apples. But uh, Bob, what do you think? Or we don't really care. <laughs> yeah, on that one. I mean, yeah. I feel like bobbing for apples has ruined the Bob name. Oh man! Wow, I wouldn't go. Okay, you're taking yeah. some offense to this, sir. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, it's just gross. Okay. So well, it's not branding um, for apples. It is not. Yeah, That'd be weird. Not. But be. I do like apples at Halloween because, you know, dipping them in caramel, like a caramel Ooh. candied apple, yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, One sir. of the best ways to eat an apple is have it slathered in caramel. Absolutely. I agree. I can get behind that. Now, we mentioned costumes earlier as a, as a tradition. How about costumes for pets? How do you guys feel about that modern tradition? Dumb. People do it. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of dumb. I almost fell into oh, it this year, um, yeah. and I would have done it if I could have found a decent costume, but we needed a cat for our Hocus Pocus, oh, and okay. so I thought about dressing the dog up as a black cat. See, I think dogs are a little bit more accepting of things like that than a cat would be. Um, yeah. So I think it depends on the pet that you have, for sure. Now, people are spending more and more on pet costumes. In fact, I've got this crazy stat from that history.com article that people are buying costumes for their pets at an alarming rate, I guess you could say. Americans spent nearly $500 million in 2021 on just pet costumes. 
Why couldn't and you that put that to du- charity or something? That that was double what they spent in 2010. So in a matter of like 10, 11 years, they doubled that to $500 million. Wow. Maybe it was, I mean, that was right in the middle of the pandemic. Maybe they were, I don't know. I can't think of an explanation, but uh, they they found that to be what they wanted to spend their money on. So I thought mm. that was interesting. Disappointing. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> You know, it's like do what you got to do. I'll at pet, least a dozen people who listen to the podcast do dress their pants up. <laughs> so, yeah, it is do. kind of fun dressers. when people do a good costume for their. Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, I've seen funny. some pretty funny ones. I, I will say that I have seen some pretty funny ones. You know, you, you when you're watching your video feed on Facebook or whatever, and you'll see something pop up in there with some funny pet costume. They can be yeah. pretty inventive, but yeah. I just think it's kind of a waste. All right. Hey. So, speaking of costumes, do you guys like to get into the scary costumes or the funny costumes? I'm a funny. I, I go the funny route. I hope, or funny or nostalgic is is where I like to go. Me too. I like the nostalgia yeah, me as well. Yeah, the yeah, scary I like ones. To, are gonna, uh, I have a Marty McFly. And, I've got a Marty yeah. McFly get up that I like to get into. I mean, that's my favorite <clears> movie and who I wanted to be when I was growing up. So that's where I go. I, I don't think I've done a scary costume since I was really little. So, yeah, yeah I don't think I've done a scary one in a long time. Unless um, you count but I like a to bunch put a of... smile on people's faces with yeah, my costume. It's much and better. That's what makes me happy. So, you know, I was Chewbacca when we did the family theme of star Wars and that's awesome. That made people really happy. But I'll just tell you, the Chewbacca suit was so hot, so hot. <laughs> like in more ways I was than one. Wedding, yeah. walking around, taking my kids trick or treating with this huge mask on and the big fur. Like honestly, I bought the costume, but I'm pretty sure they made it out of used carpet, like oh, used yuck. shag carpet from the 70s. Like it was so thick, but. People enjoyed it. Um, it might be I, okay I in a cold gonna... place like Michigan, though, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, somewhere like that. Usually... Well, Utah was usually cold around Halloween, but the year we did it, it was an exceptionally warm Halloween. So, Yeah, th- well, thanks to global warming, Halloween's been a little bit warmer nowadays, so that's good. So one, one yeah. perk of the... <laughs> cool. So do you remember back when you were a kid the threat of something being in your candy like razor blades oh my gosh we like got check that your con- candy for razor blades yeah, or poisoned you, you thought it was going to be such a big deal like like quicksand or burning doorknobs or right yeah, th- yeah. things that you With think about as a kid <laughs> yeah like which of these old ladies has it out for me right <laughs> or what weirdo freaking strange dude on the corner we have, we have this one <laughs> Oh, we had this one neighbor <laughs> that everybody knew was building a bomb in his basement. You know, it was that kind of a dude. Shoot. Anyway, FBI, he still lives there. So NSA, if you're listening. So did your uh, parents check your candy bags? Yeah, they did. Always. They did. Always. But, it, yeah. but all of a sudden I had like a third less candy for some reason. But yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> right. they do that. Yeah. yeah. So my parents did too, uh, at least when I was younger. When I got older, they really could care less. But um and again, they took part of my candy. So I did some searching today because, like, I had always heard that. I think every year police departments offer to let you bring in the candy and 
They'll like examine it. I'll bet Hospitals they will actually put it through an X-ray <laughs> machine to see if there's razor blades. What? And I just wanted to see, like, okay, like, yeah, I remember this every year it comes up, but like, how serious is the threat? And so I did a little quick googling and. Someone, um, Joel Best at the University of Delaware, um, he's a sociology and criminal justice professor, and he did some research, and he went back um, to Halloweens in the U.S. dating back to the 1950s, and he says he couldn't find a single report of a child killed or seriously injured from a contaminated treat received during trick-or-treating. Not so one. he's chalked it up to this is a legend. That's all it is. So where did all the paranoia in the eighties come from? Oh I think God. it came from yeah. dads that just wanted to collect <laughs> some of the candy. There is the conspiracy. Yeah, And now we continue that tradition today. I I need to check your candy. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And now that the scare- looks like it has a razor blade. The modern version <laughs> of that is check your kid's candy for fentanyl or marijuana. Right. Or, yeah, anyway, but we can still keep the fear going. We can still say, look, I got to check the candy for your safety. And if I happen to teach you about taxes while I'm at it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's sad because when I was a kid, we got all kinds of great homemade treats. Like, I love this one house. This lady would make these most delicious caramel popcorn balls oh yeah um but by the time i was like a little bit older like people weren't giving out homemade treats anymore in fact if you got a homemade treat generally people were tossing it unless they knew exactly who it came from yeah do you know that's one thing that's nice in this neighborhood now is we still have this one uh family that gives away homemade popcorn balls you know, yeah, it's kind of cool. Beautiful. And then we have another family that does donuts every time. Yes. I mean, they make their hey. own, you know. It's kind of cool. That's a great idea. Yeah, That's I think those, uh, those traditions are cool. Yeah, you got some of the people in my neighborhood, they'll do hot dogs for the adults. So they'll have, uh, yeah, a little grill going. Kids get the candy. Adults get a little little dinner. <laughs> in my neighborhood yeah, this year, not? they're going to be out giving out whiskey and... All kinds of mixed drinks. Yeah, you got you got the best name in America. Lit. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna make some friends. There you it go. Sounds... Live stream yourself, and uh, we'll join you. But I just might. That's awesome. This will be my first like legit Halloween outside the state of Utah. It'll be cool. So, all right, yeah. we'll get. When I lived outside the state of Utah before, like I didn't go trick or treating. I didn't have kids, so gonna be fun that's cool we'll talk about maybe we'll talk about next week's episode what we found and what our favorite parts were maybe we'll get the kids on and see what they thought that'd be kind of fun beautiful favorite halloween movie go <laughs> favorite halloween movie mm. ghostbusters for me Ooh, that's a good one is that really yeah, a halloween a movie it is to me <laughs> huh. well we dressed as ghostbusters as a family like three or four years ago so yeah, it's halloween it's- it's epic. It was fun. It gets, it gets me in the Halloween mood, so I'm calling it a Halloween movie. That's a good one. I mean, I know we talked about it last week, but I watch Hocus Pocus every okay. year. Hocus Pocus. That's like nice. how I know Halloween season has started. It's, yeah, right up there with Christmas Story for Christmas, right? That gets you in the mood. And 
<laughs> Matt, you got one? It's me in the mood. Yeah, it's not really a movie or anything. It's it's uh, NFL football when they have when they have the. I'm not kidding. When they when they always have the pumpkins, you know, that they carve and they show yeah. on the on the pre games or whatever. That makes okay. me feel good, and it makes there me feel like go. Halloween's here. That's Just that. okay. I love it. Yeah, you, you cheated, you cheated the football. question, but your answer was so good. I'll, I'll accept it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I do love all the nostalgia around fall, though. Like all the fairs, the you know, all the fun. Yeah, times. the carnivals. Love it. Fun. And now we know we know a little bit about where some of these traditions came from. So this was a fun episode. I love talking about Halloween and and some of the ins and outs and, and history behind it. Yeah, very enjoyable. Well, awesome. Stay safe, everybody, this weekend while you're trick-or-treating. Make sure. Check that candy for razor blades. Check that candy. Uh, parents, yeah. get on it. I mean, dads, a third of it, it likely, is tainted candy. Get it's on it. It's got to be. Guaranteed. At least. At check that. least. So, anyways, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. We should have harmonized. Do it again. Happy Halloween. That's terrible. Oh, you guys sounded good. Oh my gosh. I like that bass though. Dropping some bass. Heavy. Nice. Okay. Oh, well, all right. Well, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> All the words I know.